the recovery revolution will be podcast on the since right now addiction recovery network welcome to the since right now addiction recovery podcast the podcast of clean and sober k-l-e-n and s-o-b-r and sincerightnow.com with your hosts in recovery jeff Matt and Chris. He got the message that there was a crack in the fish tank. Crack in the fish tank. It's not a euphemism. Nope. And he had to get home uh, because. yeah, there's trouble when there's a crack in the Someone fish called tank. and said, there's a crack in your fish tank, and it looks like it's going to blow. Yeah. Was there water? We I don't know. know. He just crack. Well, you know, he's, he was, he's racing home, too. Yeah. How big know. is their fish tank? Have you ever seen their fish he has tank? A, supposedly he has a big fish I could tank. see Matt with a giant fish tank. And again, everybody, none of this is a euphemistic <laughs> at all. Um, oh, Matt really is into fish. He does like fish. Has a giant fish tank. Yeah. Um, yeah, and with a crack in it. Well, Matt, I hope you fix your fish tank crack. Um. Yeah. So, um, we got any any quick pre business we want to talk about? I think uh, I think everything is all good. We had a great chat last time with yeah. uh, a, a return engagement with the DJ FM, yep. John John G. Yeah, and uh, that was fun. That was good. And uh, yeah, he's he's his uh, recovery mix is coming out this Friday. Should be a good one. Pr- what time are you uh, gonna drop that? You think? Noon. I decided I'm going to start dropping that at noon because Alan, Alan B., who's Mm -hmm. our resident recovery mix DJ on the first Fridays of the month now, Mm -hmm. um, he's in England. And I figure it's not fair to drop them at a time after, right? You know, they're all done pre partying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good. So I'm going to drop them at noon and then that gives everybody else. And basically, the idea is that I can get this mix. Yeah. Just start dancing on Friday or whatever. I mean, yeah. there's different different vibes to each. Like, oh. Alan's got uh, one coming out for next month, first Friday mix. That's that's it's a little more down tempo. It's called gotcha. the Big Chill. Oh, and uh, it's, I, I've got okay. a pre pre uh, preview of it, and it's it's pretty sweet. Oh, good. Um, All right, well, that's yeah, exciting. So I think it'll be wherever the DJs want to take it, um, and there'll be different vibes. But definitely, you can build. You'll be able to build a, a nice library of mixes to cover a variety of moods and uh, occasions. Awesome recovery. Okay. Sounds All right. Good. So tonight we have Annie McCullough from uh, up north, up north, Canada, to be yep. specific. Yep. Um, and. Uh, Many of you be, will be familiar with her. Some of you may not know her. She's uh, a co-founder of Faces and Voices in Recovery Canada, and we're going to call her in right now. Um, That's .ca, if you don't know that. .ca. Eh? All right, let's do it, .ca. I should get that. Annie. Annie? Hi. Hey, how are you? We're, uh, we're just giving a little... Um, intro to you uh that uh, it may not be your your biggest credential but i i thought it was impressive uh the, that you're the co-founder of faces and voices of recovery canada correct yeah okay. absolutely and uh so welcome welcome to the show that's how <laughs> that's how we do it we <laughs> that's just the call. credential we gave you in, in the intro and uh, also the canadian part yeah um thanks and uh yeah We're, so welcome and yeah how's it going it's uh, it's going great. I was just thinking to myself, like, my um, my life is so different today in recovery. I, uh, you know, I would just be starting my night, you know, at nine o'clock. Right. Now I'm like, it, it's nine o'clock in Toronto, so I'm like, wow, it's like this is usually bedtime for me. Right. <laughs> life has changed. Totally. <laughs> I know. I always feel a little That's guilty when we have people on. Uh, more east, east coast east east of us i'm like it gets a little late for people in yeah um, normally you'd be like netflixing and chilling right now annie right exactly yeah that's exactly it or walking the dog but yeah. yes pretty much nine o'clock is uh it's winding down yeah it is winding down cool. but i so i don't even know your co-host name chris do i get to yeah sorry we have jeff tonight yes because matt's, hey, matt's fish tank was gonna burst so he couldn't be here 
So we ran home to make sure there was no fish tank accident. <laughs> he was, you've ever okay. seen Lethal Weapon, that scene in the movie where they blow the fish tank? And all, yeah, yeah it's doing. not pretty. Ooh. It's not pretty. Yeah, so that's what he's dealing with. He literally, he texted me, he said, I was just pulling into your driveway when my, uh, my girlfriend texted me that the fish tank has a crack in it and she <laughs> thinks it's going to blow. So he's racing. <laughs> he's bro- I think he may be home by now, but um, he, yeah, he was fingers racing. crossed. I'm hearing like the James Bond type, like the yeah. music, you know? Yeah. When it- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, awesome. so he, he sends his, um, yeah, his love. condolences and yeah. love and regards. And uh, Okay, fair enough. Where are you at Next in uh, time. Toronto? Like what part of Toronto? I'm in Leslieville. Leslieville. It's, um, yeah, Elville. It's kind of, yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that by Young Street? Nope. Okay. That's the only <laughs> no. street I know. It's in the, well, and of course, it's the only street that anybody knows in Toronto. But uh, yeah, Young Street's like the longest street in the world, I so think. It, it actually goes for like a million miles. Yeah. But no, I'm... Leslieville's in the in the east and a little bit closer to the lake. Nice. And um, yeah, it's... Right. I mean, I'm not a Toronto. I'm, I was born here, but I... I am literally. I think I was telling Chris when we were on the phone. I'm I'm headed back to the West Coast because that's where that's where my heart and my soul uh, uh, are long to be. Vancouver. And, uh, so yeah, Vancouver. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I hear that's it, the most beautiful city in the world. I've never been. It is absolutely the most beautiful city in the world. There, there's. I mean, I can't speak for every city because I haven't been to every city, but I've been to some beautiful places, and nothing touches Vancouver on a sunny day. Nothing. And it's like for Canada talk on. Yep. <laughs> okay. Canada. I'm kidding. All right. No, okay. I don't want to talk about Canada no, no. anymore. But here's what I want to know in regards to Canada. <laughs> sure. Um, and and your, your, what was your were your active years spent on the West Coast and how long have you been in recovery? Those are the two questions that were have been eating. <laughs> well, okay. So I grew up here. I left here in '93. Went to Vancouver. Okay. And uh, was there for the better part of 20 years. Gotcha. Um, but I can tell you that I was <laughs> equally active in my addiction on both coasts. Gotcha. And uh, I was a DJ, so I traveled okay. a lot. Yeah, that was my former. That's my. Um, that's your thing. What was uh, your? What that's was your name? my thing. Amtrak. DJ ah, Amtrak, or just cool. Amtrak. Well, I mean, the, the DJ part just kind of, nobody really implied. says that anymore. I don't know. But yeah. It was, yeah, it's implied, exactly. <laughs> it's because you were on the Amtrak train back and forth, or you just got that name? You know what? It's embarrassing kind of a story because and now that I... tracks. Yeah, AM, right? My initials, right? So it came to me one night in a in a... <laughs> in an altered state, shall we say, yeah. that it would make so much sense to have AM track. Mm-hmm. And of course, because there's all these Amtrak trains out there and everybody knows what, you know, it would be yeah. free publicity for me, except that if you know anything about the DJ world and, mm-hmm. and, and, and what it's like for DJs, what they, what they say when you're, you're not very good, if you make a mistake is they call it a train wreck. So uh, it really, sure. it really, <laughs> <laughs> you walked right into right? that. You I know. Drove your train right into that. There was nothing I could do. There was oh nothing God. I could do. It was too late. That's so um, funny. I'm gonna now. I'm, I'm gonna take another tangent, briefly, and and give you the opportunity to shoot me down on air and ask you to do a recovery mix. Yeah, we do a recovery. You know what? Mix every yeah. Friday. I have. Oh. We drop them what? at noon. We drop. Uh, yeah. No. 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 On. Uh, the, the new new feature is uh, D, um, I've got DJs doing uh, twelve song recovery mixes that come out every Friday at noon. Um, You're not even joking. No, I'm not even joking. No. Um, right now, uh, Alan B from the UK is the resident uh, first Friday DJ. DJ FM uh, is coming up this Friday. I've got Garrett Brockman from LA and a couple others uh, lined up. So this is house music. It's whatever. It's twelve tracks that in some way relate to your addiction and recovery in general. It doesn't even necessarily have to be yours, but it's something that means something to you in that regard. And that, that's Okay, pretty- so it doesn't have to be mixed. That's that's where I'm going. Is like I don't have my gear here. It's all in oh. Vancouver. So I'm like, I can't mix any, I can't mix anything together. I can put together twelve tracks and give you sure, the list. That's or, fine. That's absolutely yeah, fine too. Yeah. I would no, love to even, do this. Even twelve tracks, uh, even just as as the selecta, um, I can put put something <laughs> together here. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we've had to, I, I, I got it started. And then, um, one of the people that, that, that sort of prompted me to get off my butt and do this thing that I'd been tossing around for a year, um, did the second 
and then uh, so two non professionals and then now um, the next few are, are pros so anyway I, I'd love it if you um, you know put something to just even if it's just the tracks like you said so and then um, the first two are just uh, Spotify playlists and then the next few are actual you know mixed um, tracks anyway so that's I'm in I'll, count okay, me excellent. in I'll follow up with <laughs> after this done um, well thank you but I didn't but I didn't actually finish answering your question no, I right I never I told you how long Go ahead. no 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 tangents are great I love tangents trust me I'm okay. squirrels I see lots of them um, but I was just gonna say yeah the, the DJ thing really fueled my addiction right it just allowed me to you know be in a in, in the the wrong place for a right. long time late night um, yeah and so I got sober in 2008 uh, in Vancouver, and um, most of my recovery was there, or what you know has been there. And I've been back in Toronto for two years, working on setting up a new addiction um, foundation, which um, is as yet unnamed, but we're getting there. And so, um, you know, and then I'm heading back to the West Coast. But yeah, eight years of um, eight years of recovery. How about Amtrak as a name? <laughs> <laughs> you okay. are so cheeky i love it that's great no but, that's great but tell i totally us your, walked into that one too tell us your train wreck toronto i mean your vancouver stories like when you quit tell us a little how bit did about you that. come to be a person yeah, in how recovery? did you come to be a person in recovery exactly yeah what was my train wreck moment what was your moment um, or your moment of clarity or what my moment of where, yeah that's the more positive one where were you um at? So I like to think that I, I probably had a high bottom compared to, you know, a lot of stories that I've heard. I didn't didn't really lose the job or the, you know, get a DUI or end up in jail or any of that stuff. I um, I, I was start, I, I grew up in an alcoholic home. I knew what alcoholism was, but I didn't ever talk about it. And so I, I really, really, truly lived in denial for 23 years. I had no idea. I was drinking and getting high every single weekend for 23 years. And never once had I considered that that was a problem because yeah. I just didn't. And so um, the summer of 08, uh, I had been married for a year. I had just bought a house. We were renovating that house. And... My husband went away on a fishing trip, haha. And I, um, I don't know why I think that's funny because he wasn't a fish. <laughs> right. he, he didn't, he didn't ever had gone fishing once, but it just sounds funny. Gone fishing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he really was on I, a fishing trip. He really was on a fishing trip. Okay. And I went out to a work function, and in that one night, I broke all of my like sort of the rules that had kept everything in place, mm -hmm. like the things that were. You know, I had little rules. I didn't drink during the week, really. I definitely didn't drink at work functions. And um, I never drank alcohol if I didn't know that there was a place to find some, can I say? Yeah. Name? Oh, I can say cocaine. Canadian okay. powder. Canadian <laughs> <Yes>. snow. <Yeah. laughs> this mountain is worth $20 billion. <laughs> yeah. Now, we, we say that. <laughs> okay. I just did. <laughs> Canadian marching powder, otherwise right. not the Bolivian kind. <laughs> That's um, right. Oh, that just takes me back to like this hilarious. In my the, here was the, the telltale sign, you guys. It's it's my high school yearbook time in grade, you know, the graduation year, and yeah. I tried to get away with putting because I thought nobody would know any better. Because uh, I was a skier, uh, always ski on pure snow or something. Yeah, like yeah. I thought, mm -hmm. I thought I was being so sneaky, yeah. nice. and they were like, "Yeah, we're not putting that in there." Oh, that's fine. Um, so that was telltale, perhaps. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, but we 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 digress. We tangent again. Yep. Um, it's it's this night out, and I go out with uh, some work colleagues, and I drink. Um, I think I had three martinis before the dinner, a couple of bottles of wine at dinner, and I black out, and I black mm. out, and I come to, and I have no idea where I am or how I got there, and I've lost, I what I find out later is like probably eight or six to eight hours of my life wow. um, from dinner until whatever, four in the, like it was absolutely, like I'm not saying I had never blacked out before. Mm. But the whole point of a blackout, I understand now, is that you don't necessarily know that it happened. You don't know that you blacked out. Mm -hmm. I happened to, you know, come to and 
you know, the person is standing there is like, what, you don't remember doing this? You don't remember doing that? You don't remember doing this? Like, apparently I punched someone. I threw an iPod across the room, which I would never do. DJs don't throw their music at the wall. You know, and and it was quite literally for me as a woman, the most terrifying thing that I could imagine because I was in downtown Vancouver. Anything could have happened to me. And I, um, you know, and like that was a moment of clarity. And I just said, that's it. I'm done. Hmm. It was, it was that, I was that sure. Like hmm. I was done and I knew it. Yeah. Um, so and, after 23 and the only years little... of doing this all the time, that was this moment and you're like, I'm done. But, but, but that's, what's so funny, right? It's yeah. not like I was one of those people who was trying to quit, trying to quit, yeah. trying to quit, trying to quit. It was just like, you know, the only preamble I will say, and I, and I, and this will not surprise you is that probably two months before that I was very curious when, when talking to a girlfriend who was sober, I was like, Oh, you're not drinking anymore. Oh, interesting. And, and far too curious for, for like a normal person. And then I, um, yeah, she's like, Whoa. And then I went to, yeah, 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 yeah. But she ended up being my sponsor and helped me immensely that she's a very dear friend. And yeah, I, I literally just did exactly what she told me to do that morning. And here's the, you know, the moment of clarity or the, or the kind of, you know, synchronicity that you could never explain is guess who I happen to have lunch plans with the day, like, you know, eight hours from Mm -hmm. when I come to at 4am and I'm, you know, it was with that woman. So, so I called her at 730. Yeah. Yeah. I called her at 730 and said, could we have lunch now? <laughs> <laughs> How about a little breakfast? That's funny. Yeah. So, um, and I'm just, you know, yeah. obviously really happy that I, I, I listened and, and did what I was told. And, and, you know, I haven't had to go back out and I haven't had to, you know, go and do more research. Mm-hmm. It just, it was, you know, I knew I was done and I did everything I had to do to make sure yeah. that I stayed done. Yeah. So that and that's it. what Lying, I do today. In the sand and uh, never look yep. back. Huh? That's well, fantastic. Nope. One of our good friends, Jen, who writes for us, has a similar story of just one of those nights where you lose time, and nothing specifically horrible happened. We, you know, you think, but it sure could have. And right. I think you wake up and just feel like it's, yeah, this absolutely terrifying experience, right? Where you lose eight yeah. hours of your life and can't remember, and God knows, you know. Well, it's not normal, right? Yeah, I mean, and yeah. that's what you find out afterwards too. Is just like people who are normal drinkers, whatever normal is, you know, I don't know what yeah. normal is, but they don't have blackouts. Right. That doesn't happen right. to everybody. Yeah, right. No, it doesn't. It doesn't happen to normal drinkers at all. Right, and have to consider it or laugh it off or write yeah. it off or try to re- reconstruct what may have happened. Yeah, they don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. Um, no. And so, and so the next day you had breakfast with the person who would ultimately become your sponsor yeah um and that person was in the program in doing the steps and all that and yep she was about a year and a half sober at that point she was um in a 12-step program she had gone to treatment so basically what she did was you know she came to my house she I think what I said when I called and said, can we have breakfast now through my tears or whatever mm. else is I'm pretty sure I managed to get out the words I need help, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and she showed up at my door and I opened the door and I just said, and I remember like this again, like it's funny, the things that you remember, like I remember everything about that day. I remember that everything looked different, smelled different. Like I didn't really sleep. Right. I, I think from that moment of like four thirty like you know getting a little bit of filling in on what happened I didn't sleep so I was in I'm sure I was in like I was so super hungover obviously and not feeling 100% but you know I remember everything about that day I remember opening the door and looking at her and saying thank god you're here Mm-hmm. or thank God for you or something and I remember and afterwards I remember oh, wow that's weird I haven't said that word in a long time yeah. um um yeah so she had gone to treatment um I don't know if I actually needed to go to treatment mm-hmm. considering that you know this was my first sort of even thought about quitting never mm-hmm. mind attempt at drinking mm-hmm. uh, at quitting drinking but I I um I just did exactly what she did and so I I called up the place that she had gone to um treatment at and I booked myself into a bed for the Monday and I spent 2 days at home in a house full of alcohol and, mm-hmm. and didn't even think about drinking it wow. again. Didn't even, didn't even, didn't even contemplate it. 
Um, she came over the next day, like she spent time with me that day and then she left me to, you know, <laughs> stew in my own right. shoes because wow. I was terribly hungover. And then the next day she came and took me to a meeting. So I did go to a meeting before I treatment. took off for treatment. Um, and I spent five weeks at the treatment center and, uh, best gift really. I, I, I say all the time to people, like what a gift to be able to stop everything in your life. Um, for a month or whatever time you go and, um, and just focus yeah, on, absolutely. on, you know, creating a foundation. I'm not saying everybody needs to go to treatment. I'm not, it's, it's certainly, there's lots of outpatient options these days and all kinds of things. Um, <clears throat> but what a gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like I to think. go right now. That sounds good. Like the picture exactly. you're painting of a month right. off. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Three yeah, hats well, and a cat. So away from. You're, yeah. I, I have to be honest. The place I went was pretty nice too, was right? It? Well, you know, it was kind yeah, of it was pretty well, it was. It used to be a, a like a like a like a, a like a B and B sort of like really, um, which which was and hilariously used to be a vineyard too. So you know, oh, that's funny. <laughs> not anymore. Oh, but um, um, but yeah. So it was it was stopping everything and and getting sort of a good foundation. I know was was a gift in my, in my recovery that I, I, you know, I have friends that have actually didn't go in the beginning and have gone to treatment at various points in their recovery. And I think that's, that's great too. Like if you, it's not just, you know, I don't think treatment centers, you know, I'm air quoting the word should just be for people who are at the beginning of their journey. I think for a variety of reasons, you might realize that, that it's something that could really help you. That's an interesting thought. Yeah. What this, one of the first people I met when I got sober in Florida was someone who had six years and was going back into treatment for that exact same reason. Mm-hmm. Just something was funny. Um, head wasn't in the right place. Wanted to kickstart their program. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Going back and doing a uh, 30-day treatment center again. I totally hear you. I mean, I think that's a really valuable thing. If you mm-hmm. think you're going to drink again or something, right? Or, yeah, I guess like anything. Before the relapse I mean, happens. You could benefit from sort of renewing yeah. I don't know renewing all yeah. the and, uh, get you excited again and I suppose it depends on what your experience is too yeah. with uh, with recovery I mean we all have different right it's, mm-hmm. it's all very yeah there's a million pathways um, and I think that's the whole point yeah, yeah. but having never uh, you know been to rehab or really spent much time in the rooms um, sometimes there's always a little to me like I guess a romance to it or a sort of like I missed out on those things. Yeah. It's like the Matt, experience, who right. couldn't be here. Matt, Matt has enough rehab experience for uh, all of us. Yeah. All of us? Yeah. yeah. I love those people. Yeah, I've been yeah, to rehab little, 22 times. Right. <laughs> just didn't quite take it. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's a lifestyle choice, people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just in rehab. <laughs> <laughs> I call it Well, and that's, yeah, me yeah, up. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we can that's talk good. about me and... Yeah, that's good. That's cool. Yeah, and what do you think about me? And when I'm not thinking about me, I'm asking you, well, yeah, exactly, that's the me fine. app. Um, okay. But I think it's, I, I do believe that that it's, um, like, one of the things that's missing in our, I mean, you guys in the States have it way better than we do in Canada, but as far as recovery support services and what there are, what's available for people, you know, I call it now what? You know, you've mm. been sober for a while, now what? Yeah. Um, and if you're not part of a 12-step program, and if you aren't an alumni of a of a treatment facility, then you know trying to find things that are going to like you know you wouldn't know that going going to treatment at year two, three, six, eighteen, whatever is even an option if you sure. didn't go to treatment in the first place. So I think our all of our treatment centers, and I when I worked at a couple for the last five years, um, I would always say to them like, why aren't we doing more for our alumni? You, you, mm-hmm. I'm in recovery. I'm telling you that you, we need to be doing more for them, not just offering once a year, a, you know, a retreat for a weekend and mm-hmm. five people come. It's like, no, this is, this is, uh, people are going to go through different stages. You know, I mean, at year eight for me this year, I hit the wall with trauma. I had to deal with my PTSD. I had to deal with all the stuff mm-hmm. that I didn't, I did an intensive outpatient program hmm. through a, a, a facility that offers that, not a, a treatment center, but a, what I would call like maybe a second stage mm-hmm. or a, you know, more for people who've like myself been in recovery for a while and need to deal with Something the else. other stuff, yeah. the other stuff. Ooh, so yeah. talk about that. Like what happened there? What happened there? Yeah. Well, 
Um, I mean, you want to know like like what happened this summer or yeah. what happened that made okay. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm cruising along in my life. Everything's going really well, apparently, right? I got, I'm in my, you know, setting up this new addiction foundation. Um, you know, in a relationship, just moved into a new house. You know it's kind of very similar to what happened eight years ago, right? Mm -hmm. It's like everything looked okay on the outside at two cars in the garage, husband, house, job, like, and yet there's this, there's this something inside that's not right. And it started by, by, I think going through a lot of change. So for me moving and changing jobs and, um, sort of taking their, maybe my relationship to the next level by moving in together, Mm -hmm. Uh, created uh, like just this perfect storm of stress and then mm-hmm. you know I'm doing a job that I've never done before trying to create a strategic plan for a, an addiction foundation um, and struggling to I, I've sort of always been the kind of person very resourceful I can you know just roll up my sleeves and get it done I'll figure it out and I was struggling to, to do that and I started not sleeping that well I started being really emotional and and I could just tell that something was not right. So, you know, the way that it worked with the the person who was sober, having just, you know, had plans with me for lunch that day, very similarly, I had run into uh, at a yoga workshop. Yoga is a big part of my uh, recovery story. Um, I had been at this recovery workshop with Tommy Rosen a few weeks before. And I had been speaking with the people who put on that workshop here in Toronto and I just instinctively, I just picked up the phone, Jesse Hansen, who runs this place here in Toronto called Helix Healthcare. It's an amazing, amazing place. And um, I said, Jesse, I'm struggling. Something's wrong. I need to, I need to come see you. And I very gratefully, my, my, um, the, the people I'm working with to set up this addiction foundation said, take whatever time you need, take care of yourself, do what you need to do for your recovery. I mean, what a gift, you know, it makes yeah, me almost sure. cry. At I, so you know, much like I went to rehab, I, I took, um, a couple of months off June and July. And I, I just really focused on getting to the root of my trauma and doing a lot of somatic body work and therapy and, you know, just dealing with it. And it was, you know, like being reborn again, if you will, if, if, you know, if recovery is the beginning, then this was, this is a whole other level because I didn't even know how much anxiety I was dealing with. I'd just been dealing with it for so long. Same as the drinking. Didn't even know. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. I always feel guilty when you have a certain amount of time in recovery that uh, when we started this, I felt guilty expressing things like about my depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. and other issues because you know, I, I don't want to. I, I didn't. I thought I was giving the impression that getting sober, you know, and then you still led have, to these things. <laughs> well, not even led to it, but necessarily. Yeah. But well, you're still going to have these other things. But you know, it's just yeah. about getting, understanding them, working through them, addressing them, and to your point, taking. You know, you, you yeah. still have to do the work on on what's underneath, and um, you know, those things may keep coming up. You know, well into my you know my recovery, I've you know. Anybody that's been listening knows that recently I went through a bout of you know pretty severe depression. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's interesting that that you you found that and you were able to take the time and address it. And uh, at this point, um, well, and again, we, yeah, and I you know I think uh, I'm not going to take credit for this because I'm pretty sure Elizabeth Gilbert and Eat Pray Love said it first. But you know, break breakdowns are really breakthroughs. They just mm-hmm. are, you know. And one of my favorite songs talks about there's beauty in the breakdown. I just you know, it's like I can try and hold it together and hold it together and hold yeah, it together, yeah. but like why, right? I mean, you know, I'm in recovery from perfectionism, that's for damn sure. Um, <clears throat> and just trying to get comfortable saying like I'm not okay, mm-hmm. right, is, 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 it's huge, right? It's mm-hmm. huge. Um, I, I'm, I know I'm not the interview we were tonight, but I, I just want to know how, how do you get out of the depression? I have a friend who's struggling really hard right now and she's been through several in her <sighs> life, but for whatever reason right now, um, she's really, um, really down and I'm, I'm, I feel, I hate it. I'm powerless over her depression. Yeah. I can't, I don't know how to help it's, her. It's the same way with, you know, what, when this all started, this this effort, this you know, the podcast and the site and everything, it was because I I, I was feeling immensely powerless. 
to help people that were still in struggling with their um, substance use issues. And it's, you know, it's the same with, you know, depression and anxiety. They're irrational, um, you know, mental disorders, you know, chemical imbalances Mm -hmm. at their root. And so sometimes there's just, there's nothing, you know, not a lot you can do. Um, you know, as far as the depression goes, I, I, you know, went back to therapy and, um, I had a terrific uh, therapist and a terrific, um, psychiatrist that that know each other and work together. And they really just sort of together came at it from a, a, um, you know, sort of talk therapy and a chemical (laughs) way and uh you know i'm a i'm a big proponent of the right um medications at this point having been intensely resistant to the idea initially after i'd gotten you know sober and 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 clean of all the the other substances i was doing i was really resistant to the idea of adding things that changed me um you know changed my my neurochemistry um, I, I thought it, it just wasn't appropriate, but sort of. But uh, you know, since then I've I've changed that position wildly. And you know, I actually just made a T-shirt that I put up on the shop today that that says anti-anxiety, anti-depressant, um, mood stabilizer, and beta blocker. And those are the four things I take. And uh, you know, I, I I was afraid that they would make me not me, but they allow me to be me. Uh, you know, none of them dull me or deaden me. But the reality is when you say, how do you get through the depression? I think it's a, a good therapist and it's a good psychiatrist. That w- and um, you just, you keep talking through it. You you journal, you make sure you're, you're making notes. You can refer back and see that, you know, here's what I was going through. Um, and, uh, you know, so you have reference for... Um, for when you feel better. For when you feel better yeah. to, to understand like w- how much of it was genuinely irrational and how much um, there's substance that you need to work on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I, I mean, this, the medication in recovery is a great topic too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I just don't understand. Like, I, you know, I got sober using a 12-step program and I have nothing but respect for it. I also get really frustrated when there's people who you know, have decided that, that medication isn't okay for, for people to take. It's like, you know, this is, uh, anyways, that, that's just a little bee in my bonnet sometimes. Sure. Cause I, I've heard of people, you know, telling people that it's not okay, right. that it's, you know, that you're not sober if you're on medication and that's just absolutely ridiculous. Right. right? Yeah. Um, it's, I, I'm sure they're perfectly, you know, good, good people that have good intentions, but the reality is that's based on ignorance and i i was ignorant myself of of that um i I wasn't not from a 12-step perspective but um i just thought it would make me less um i guess less and i'm doing air quotes clean Mm -hmm. in a sense and but i i desperately you know needed it you know i i I credit um and I, i say this over and over i credit the antidepressant during the initial tremendously deep depression was saving my life so um you know i don't think you can put too fine a point on that um well it's interesting because i um at one point before i got sober i um went through a really difficult time like really super difficult and the doctor gave me the prescription for the antidepressants Mm -hmm. after a while i got home with the bottle and i kind of looked at it and went nope and I threw the bottle away and I never took them. Wow. And and it was like, it was almost as if getting the prescription and, and just, mm-hmm. it snapped me out of it. I, I can't explain it any other way. Now, I don't actually, I don't think I have depression. I think I just was, you know, after having, I'd been through, like during the DJ crazy heyday, yeah. um, my, my I was running an after hours club in Vancouver and my business partner got shot and killed Jeez. in front of me. Um, which will, you know, create a little bit of anxiety. And, um, and then my, my partner at the time, we had just bought, I had bought a condo and he decided to take a job in New York. So all these things, like literally in a matter of like a month, I went from like, you know, (laughs) this wonderful, what I thought was wonderful life Mm. and all of it started to unravel. And Mm. I, so I just went through sort of like a just brutal, um, um, like recovery period, if you will. And I, of course I wasn't sober, so I was self-medicating, I'm sure in all kinds of ways. Um, 
so, you know, I would never in a million years say to someone, oh, yeah, just get the prescription and bring it home. It might just snap you out of it. Like that was, <laughs> right. that is not, if anybody heard that and they think that's my message, that's not my message. That's just what happened for me. Just rub the bottle um, on your forehead. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's funny. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I thought you were going to say, I mean, I, when I, I've got the prescription, got it filled and brought it home and just put it in a cupboard and let it sit there for months. Um, and, oh. uh. You know, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, until my neurologist said this Dude, thing that was pig. very undoctor-like, which to this day, I just say it because it, it, it sort of shook me out of it. He said, just take it. What will it matter in 10,000 years anyway? And I was, <laughs> I was just like, that is so nice. You know, this well-respected, yeah, yeah. this great neurologist. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, what an undoctor-like thing to yeah. say. I'm like, that, but so true. It, but yeah, and then he's like, he's right. What will it matter? Yeah. Intent. Like, yeah. What do what I have matter? to lose? Yeah. And you know, it's, I feel the same way about you know anyone considering whether they should or shouldn't get sober. It's like you have everything to gain and absolutely nothing to lose by trying. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like um, so. Uh, but, um, when, at what point in your recovery did you decide that you were going to start all of these foundations and right. start this whole <laughs> process of of uh, saving the world? Oh, well, I mean, that's, I mean, I think most people who are in recovery, if they're really doing their work, know that it's all about service and giving back. I mean, yeah. that's, it's... Um, did you immediately get into no... the 12 steps? And imme- I mean, the step 12 and immediately like, I am going to give back to this thing and start doing all that stuff? No, I, I mean, it's uh, like... I did, I did again, like, you know, I mean, I did my 12 step giving back and probably was sponsoring people fairly soon and doing all that stuff. But as far as the advocacy and and stuff goes, I think, um, you know, I always give credit where credit is due, although the person in question would, would question it, but that's, that's okay. That's, 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 that's their inventory. We don't need to do that. But, um, you know, I started working at the treatment center that I went to Mm -hmm. and, um, and then I went to a meeting one day and because of the tattoo that I had on my arm that says, let it go, hmm. I ended up meeting this incredible woman because she said she, in her share, she was like, I want to get the words, let it go tattooed on my arm. And so then I raised my hand like, like this. And, uh, she ended up being this amazing branding marketing genius. And, you know, we became friends and then she started working with us and, and this whole thing, this beautiful story unraveled where, you know, um, Greg Williams, when he was doing the anonymous people, mm-hmm. um, when he was trying to put the finishing touches on and he still needed money, he did this Kickstarter campaign. And so we found out about this movie and, and backed it and then supported him and brought him up to Vancouver and showed the movie and did all these things. And then from there we decided to have like a recovery day event, which is what really, you know, what the U S has been doing for so many years ahead of us in Canada. So it was really a serendipitous set of, of, of circumstances that all, you know, all those little pieces had to come together in order mm-hmm. for that to happen. So I would say that's what, that's 2012 we did that. So probably four years into my recovery is when I got involved with all this advocacy stuff. So it's been the last four years really that, um, you know, from having that first recovery day, we decided to create Faces and Voices of Recovery Canada. So there was three of us that founded the organization, one of which has since left. And so Lisa and I continued on and um lisa's like my bff and we basically look like twins except she's six feet tall hmm. um but we basically the joke is and i think chris you said you saw us at, at unite to face addiction yeah. so we, we call ourselves the ripplets right like we there's three of us we all have the short mine's gray there's is blonde but either way you know same similar haircuts and you know we have this similar very i think very charismatic energy that we bring to mm-hmm. Um, wherever we go. And so I love that um, it's it's women. It's not, you know, it's not that the men aren't are, mm-hmm. aren't important too, but it just happens to be women that have started this and, and sure. been a part of it. And, uh, you know, in Canada, we don't have, like I said, we don't have, uh, you know, when Faces and Voices of Recovery was formed, it it's, was to unite all these recovery community organizations that were all spread out across the country. Well, we don't have that here. So what we've had to try to do is from the ground up, try to get or, you know, communities to start their own recovery days and to do their own events and to form recovery community organizations and to hopefully this year get a recovery community center in, in at least one to two cities. Cause it's still, we don't have that here. So it's been a bit different as to like, as to how the organization, um, 
was formed and what it what its mandates were. But the bottom line is it's about, you know, showing that recovery is possible and, and providing hope and doing all of that and to hopefully, you know, affect some policy with the government and get them, you know, I mean, no one can really argue <laughs> about what's going on as an as an epidemic now it's it's but it's trying to um you know do the recovery message training change the language get rid of the stigma do all the things that faces and voices of recovery in the u.s has been Mm -hmm. doing and then you know i've been nationally involved in you know facilitating getting those recovery day events happening across canada so i i usually go and during i think you and i talked in september and i was like oh my god i'm so tired Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm usually driving around or flying around to, to a bunch of the different events. And again, just trying to, I don't know, just inspire people. Right. I mean, that's really what this is about. I mean, I didn't get, I didn't go through all that hell and, and I know it wasn't all hell. My, um, <laughs> my, my, uh, significant other said to me tonight, what are you going to be talking about tonight? Are you going to be talking about, 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 about your drinking days and your partying and how much fun you had? And I was like, well, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah, it was yeah. fun, um, and then it wasn't right. right exactly, um, that's the problem. But I didn't go through all of that. Like, there's absolutely no way that I went through everything that I did, and then there's not a reason to it. You know, mm. I remember after I almost died in a car accident, my mom said to me, "You know, you've been given a second chance, and you're gonna have to. You know, you're gonna have to make." you know, don't, don't waste your life now. You have to make something of it or something like that. Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, and for like a year, cause I couldn't walk, I, I was probably pretty good, you know? And then I went right back to being the ungrateful, you know, self-centered, mm-hmm. you know, tornado, um, that I was. It so like you've, you've got, had a few chances. You've, you've had a few. Well, that's why I'm yeah, like, I might be on nine. <laughs> with death, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't even, I didn't even know, you know, I didn't even know that I was, what I was messing with, that I was, you know, I was, I, we've talked about the, the drinking and the cocaine. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what I was doing when I got home? I was taking Ativan to go to sleep, not even knowing yeah. hmm, what a dangerous combination mm-hmm. that was. Uh, so, I mean, like I was pulling an Elvis pretty much every mm-hmm. weekend, right? Wow. It's not like up, 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 down, like not not good yeah so i mean there's the big brushes with death and then there's like yeah, the you know daily the, brushes right. with the, death. the daily brushes with death yeah. um what, what, so recovery day started in 2012 it was one day yep. in one market and now how big has it gotten it's gotten well, big we right have thir- we, yeah we have 31 cities now across canada that are celebrating know there a were recovery 31 day cities in canada that's amazing <laughs> Hey. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Canada. Yeah, Just and kidding. we all live in igloos and yeah, come on. <laughs> okay, well, that's amazing, right? Did you well, look at it, them? You know like, what? It's, look at that. That's amazing. You know, Lisa and I talk about this all the time about just like what – you know, if, if, if it all, if it all, if my life ended tomorrow and that's not what I want, but if it did, you know, I, I, I'd be pretty happy. I'd be pretty happy that, that at least we helped start something here that will hopefully continue to grow and continue to inspire more people to get into recovery and, and to, and to just, you know, we can't keep letting our brothers and sisters die. You know, I don't, I never like focusing on the negative, but I, Like I can't, I can't stand how, how, and, and, you know, this is a whole other tangent that we can either choose to go down or not, but you know, the drinking and the using and the gambling and the smoking and the sex and the shopping and the food and the everything else aren't really the problem, no. right? Like we have got to make a paradigm shift mm-hmm. in our society or we're going to, we're, we're all going to die. Like mm-hmm. the whole thing is just going to implode between the, you know, mm-hmm. how we, how disconnected we are from ourselves and, and, um, our fellow man and, and, you know, whatever the greater thing is mm-hmm. that's out there. And I have no idea what it is, but if we don't fix that disconnection, yeah. we're effed. You know, what's interesting when you say that it's like, I've never felt more connected than since I've got, since I got since I got involved in the recovery community, and that's mm-hmm. saying something because I do the bulk of it from you know behind a computer, you know, in the middle of the U- U.S. Um, but you know, I've met so many amazing people that you know some I've met in person, some I've you know seen from afar, you, you in person in D.C. But um, yeah, <laughs> you know, but I've like connected with so many just wonderful, 
amazing people that um, in recovery that, uh, you know, I think, uh, and we talk about this a lot, like, like people in recovery, there's, there's a shorthand. Like you don't have to go through the bullshit to get to the real with people. Right. It's Absolutely. Like you, you sort of, um, yeah, look at, I'm telling you guys my life know, story. I like, know. you know, I don't even, who are you people? And, and I'm we're broadcasting it and, and hundreds of others. <laughs> yeah. Hundreds. Um, so, uh, well that's uh, okay. And so you are, you're sort of nonstop faces and voices of recovery, Canada, recovery day, Canada. And now you're moving on to a new yeah, what's foundation. New is this independent of yeah. those other things or what's going on with the new Yes, thing? it is independent of those other things. So one of the things that, um, I, you know, as I said, Greg Williams and I became, good friends mm -hmm. from from that um bringing him up for our we used to do this i used to do a real recovery film festival so i don't know if you've come across leonard bouchelle in your yeah. travels yeah. and so leonard's you know film festival we brought that to vancouver yeah. for three years and um hopefully bring it to toronto this year or maybe not now that i'm going back to vancouver but anyway um you know greg and i continued our friendship we you know we to this day and he has since started facing addiction of course and so we looked at um maybe starting facing addiction canada or maybe you know helping just you know shore up what they were already doing and make it an international movement um but ultimately we came to the conclusion that canada was really really does need its own unique um addiction charity which there isn't one there's no charity in canada that is that is dedicated nationally hmm. or, or whatever to just to addiction. Hmm. And not that we want to focus on addiction. Of course, we want to focus on recovery. And yeah. the other thing was to, you know, most of the things that I've been involved in are obviously they're focused on recovery. We need to focus on prevention, intervention, treatment, yeah. and recovery, the whole spectrum. So that's really why this new uh, entity um, will remain is becoming is separate and not, not just, you know, an expansion of what was already being done. Cause those things, they're entities onto themselves and they're really focused on recovery. So it'd be closer so, to like NCADA or. Well, it, it'll have here. a research, com it'll have a hmm. research component. It will have a, a connective component. What we're really trying to do is, you know, eliminate um, like a lot of times when you go looking for help and you just Google things, you end up like you, you find all kinds of information, but you have no way of knowing if it's, right you know if it's good the the person that i'm um founding this uh, organization with when he went looking for help for his daughter he ended up and it's so awesome because today uh, it was announced that this place has actually closed down yeah. but it's one of those places that you know you hate to hear about because it's somebody who's been taking advantage of people at their most vulnerable right That's they've got these say. trolling they've Predatory. got these trolling yeah trolling mm. numbers and it makes it seem like it's a hotline that's gonna I you know direct that. you oh it's unbelievable it's unbelievable yeah. what people will um the the, the depths yeah mm. they piss me off too so it's closing the the one that um Good. the the one that's here that has you know created a lot of issues and people know about it so thank god um it's it, closing it's like a cottage yeah. industry though so many people set those sites up it seems like just to I don't know what, like, I mean, I, I think it just, it just fills beds and, and works on commission for the most part. Right. And act like they're. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I don't, I mean, I don't know what would, well, I mean, there's so much seemingly nasty stuff going on in yeah. the world that, you know, I mean, God, do we want to talk about who's about to be, could be president of your country? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, God. no, I know. It's okay. I, I have lots of bedrooms available. You can, you guys all, can come stay with yeah, me. Yeah, you're, you're all coming to Canada. Inviting, especially if you're moving you know. to the West Coast. I love Vancouver. Yeah, me too. I've never um, been there. We're and, coming. Uh, yeah. We may come but, either but way. Actually, no matter yeah, who I, wins, I, we're I moving. I think you should. Fuck it. I think you should. Yeah. Fuck it. Um, so, well, that's, that's, uh, that's amazing. So, uh, are you? Well, so but the other the other organizations uh, those will continue. You may yeah, recovery or, day. I, f I feel like both of them are like babies that you know have you been given birth to, and now yeah. they and now they have to they have to find their own <laughs> way. And, and yeah, yeah. yeah. As yeah. A, I mixed your metaphor. I said you set your babies free, <laughs> which I guess you don't <laughs> release babies into the wild. No. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. Uh, 
Yeah. That works too. And so the new organization too. needs a name and a brand. It does. Yes. And so we're actually crowd we're crowdfunding or crowdsourcing, whatever you call that. Crowdsourcing. Crowdsourcing, yeah. Yeah. We're 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 we so we have a name, but until it has a logo and until it's been approved, I'm not allowed. I'm under. Or you can't I'm even say what the name strict. is. I'm, I'm raising my no. I'm raising my hand for logo. I, you know that uh, many of the recovery logos that you see about our, our little gang, I I did many of them. Yeah. Oh. That's my thing. I'm like yeah, Chris a, is a brand new guy. I'm a like brand dude. Yeah, if you need that kind of thing. So you might have Chris oh. take a crack at it. That's a whole separate well, thing. Well, yeah. Well, you guys okay. talk about the exchanging yeah. the music. Music um, and for yes. branding. Music and low branding. Check. Yeah. Awesome. You've got, you're keeping um, a running tab there? Yeah, yeah. I'm writing things down. Um, so okay, anyway, there's cool. that. So what, uh, okay, so. What else am I working on? Because yeah. we haven't even talked about the, the, the other thing yet. Let's talk about the other <laughs> thing. Yeah, that other thing. The Let's... other thing. Um, so <clears throat> now I, I'm not, I'm not being um, judgmental or making any assumptions that you guys will be offended by this, but you may be offended by this, but it's a women's only recovery mm. event okay. uh, in New York City. I'm offended. Okay. I'm not offended. <laughs> Damn. But see, Women's I'm only waiting. recovery event in NYC. Yeah. In NYC in May of 2017, oh, May 5th cool. to 7th. And uh, we've invited... Uh, four of our favorite, uh, I don't know if I even want to call it. They're, no, they're so much more than just recovery experts or anything. Mm. But we're, it's so She Recovers is a Facebook page and a website that right. my friend Dawn Nichols started mm -hmm. in 2011. And it's grown to a community of 250,000 women. It's unbelievable, wow. right? Like it's just so cool. That's awesome. And, um, and so Marianne Williamson, Gabby Bernstein, um, heavy Elizabeth hitters. Vargas, yes, all the heavy hitters. And oh, they all Elizabeth said Vargas? yes. Elizabeth Vargas, nice. yeah, is one of our keynotes. And um, who am I forgetting? I feel like I'm forgetting someone. I am. Glennon Doyle. Glennon oh. Doyle. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, Mama, just finished, I just finished Glennon Doyle's book, Love Warrior. You, which, it, how awesome was that book? Yeah, it was really good. I, it was awesome. I literally devoured it like two weeks, two weekends ago, nine, three in the after. Are you joking? No, no, no. He, no Jeff, Jeff is very much within <laughs> our, within our, within the spectrum of this room. Jeff holds down that end of the spectrum. That's right. That's my spectrum. Like I have he's, to go he legitimately conquer. Loved that book. Yeah, and read it. What drew yeah. you to read that book? I'm so happy to hear oh. that you read that book because now maybe you you could be our token male at the event. Oh my god, I hey. would love that. I would love to be the token male because you have to have one, right? Or they won't let. Yeah. You have yes. it in the city. Someone's gonna exactly. <laughs> Someone's gonna protest. Someone's gonna protest. So you gotta be like, oh, we got a guy. Look, there he is. <laughs> I love Super Soul Sunday. I'm a huge fan of all that. I've read all. Okay. You know, Elizabeth Lesser. Love her book. Um, and I love. Yep. Um, but anyway, I love this book. My wife uh, read the book, went and saw her. She's been a fan of the blog for a long time. Um, recently saw her speak in Indianapolis, um, and I so I'd known of her. And read the book. Knew it was coming out. And it was, yeah, powerful. She's got a powerful story. She's got a powerful story. And I just, you know, I mean, I highlighted and, you know, I just was like, there were so many truth bombs. Mm -hmm. uh, Danielle Laporte's, uh, that's her hashtag, truth bombs. But truth I love bombs. the truth. The truth, right? When you hear yeah. it, you know it. And it just goes, eh. And I, I mean, I, that's why I'm asking because, I mean, I thought you might be joking because no. I have no, no idea what it's like to read that book as a male. <laughs> no, he's not joking. Anybody that knows me and Chris is on the, the other side of the I'm over here, spectrum. like sort of like going, um, which is fine. There's room for everybody. It's just not. Where's my, my brontosaurus burger? No, right? no, no. See, I'm not no? that guy. I'm no, not, you're not that oh, okay. guy. Right, Chris is that guy. But yeah, what was a you... whole different podcast? Like, like, <laughs> it is a different podcast. I'm a. I, I just. I hold. I'm. A, I'm a different end of the spectrum. Let's say, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Neanderthal. No. Um, you're not. But. Uh, I'm. Uh, I don't know what I am, but uh, uh, no, that's fine. That's what. But yes, I'm excited to come to the conference. Thank you for inviting so, yeah. me. May fifth through seventh. Show you up. Should. I will I totally think you come. Should. But we. I would really love for because I. I know that every. It's not that I want to be exclusionary. It's just no. you know it's called she recovers yeah, and it's right. you know we're focusing on not addiction in any way shape or form. Mm -hmm. The event is going to be all about you know 
what it, you know, not the now what, right? right. You're, you're in recovery and maybe you're not in recovery from just addiction or maybe you're yeah. not even in recovery from addiction at all. You're in recovery from illness or trauma sure. or grief. And that's, that's Dawn's yeah. whole thing is that we're all in recovery from something. I mean, yeah. life, <laughs> right? And, and I think we can um, absolutely appreciate that. I mean, you and I, when yep. we just talked, uh, informally on, on the phone, like, you, you know, we talked about that there's, there's room well, there doesn't need to be room. Nobody needs to, to okay it. It's like yeah. it's awesome. But uh, that being said, we are starting brobriety. Good. I'm just I want you okay. to. I was gonna say somebody do he recovers. I'm yeah, good with he it. Recovers. Do funny. he recovers brobriety? That's yeah. awesome. So if if you're out there listening and you're a woman, I would go to this event, right? Oh yeah, we like this is it's sold out though. Like, is it? Well, you know what? It's it's not sold out yet, but we sold out, like we sold our first hundred tickets. We did an early bird special. Yeah. Those sold out in a day. A hundred oh. tickets in a day, and then um, we can sell. I think up to four fifty is our capacity. Four eighty maybe, but we have to. We're 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 well over half of that now. So it's you know it's, it's not. It's still it's still an oh it's going to sell out for sure. I'm just. My assumption is that most people, like once they didn't get the early bird, are like, okay, well, we can wait now because there's no, there's no more rush. So don't, at one point, I'm don't, don't wait. I'm yeah. saying don't wait because you will be disappointed if you don't get in because it is going to be an amazing event. Yeah. I'm. These are all four of my kind of absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And I get to MC, yeah. so I'm like, oh my god, oh my god I get fun. to like, be up on stage. Are you going to stream it? Yeah, are you going to? Have you know what like we t- we talked about this just the other day because of course that's that would be a really wonderful way for lots more people to mm-hmm. so I think we may we may at least live stream uh, or or figure out a way to live stream the um, the keynotes yeah I, um but I you know I don't I want people to come and experience it because you know how you're just talking about you you feel more connected I feel more connected than I ever have like that's what recovery is about it's exactly. me recovering yeah. my connection. Um, but, but I, I love the live, right? Like I'll always choose, um, Skype or FaceTime over a f- regular phone conversation every single time if I can, because eye contact, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. you know, the idea of the well, event for She Recovers, yeah. to, we could have, if we wanted to, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you hadn't brushed your hair well, or, you we, know, we do it. We do the show pantsless on our end. So. Yeah. It's um, a little awkward every time we get in here. Yeah, Matt, Jeff, and I sitting around in our whoa <laughs> undies. Um, nice boxers, boys. Nice. So nice. Uh, yeah, well, but I mean, I think. Well, I guess then it, it turns into something different if you do live stream it too. But um, but that's exciting. Well, I, mean, I, th- I it'll I, still I sell out. I wouldn't even worry we, about that. I, it'll it'll yeah, sell out. I think, I think at the very least we should we should be able to provide videos after the fact right. if yeah, we can't absolutely. do live stream. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean. Right. Some, I mean, this is something that needs to be shared, and well, I think I, I, I think super. the appetite, yeah, Facebook Live, exactly. Yeah. But the appetite for it seems very, like pe- the women that I, all the women that I know, love getting together with the women. Like it's yeah. the gathering, right? The circle, mm. and um, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be amazing. I'm just so excited to be involved in it. I'm so yeah. excited to be to be part of it. Um, so you go through, go to the Facebook page. Yeah, if you go to fa- uh, she recovers she a recovers. Facebook page, okay. yeah, you can you can go to their event section and you'll see it. And, how um, fun! How fun! May fifth, yeah, exciting. New York City. New York City. There We've been go. there three times now planning. I know and, that's awesome. Well, that's know, the best place. Love it. How about this? Since uh, since we don't get to go, we come back afterwards and tell us all about it. There you go. Um, you bet your bottom dollar. Awesome. I'll do that. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, hey. Uh, that's exciting. That's something to look forward to. And also, I'm going to talk to you about your mix. I'm going to talk to you about uh, your brand. And uh, is there anything? Well, you'll you'll be back. You'll be back. So we'll we'll cover anything back. we didn't cover. Perfect. This and, was uh, so much fun. I want to I want to do it every I want to do it every week. This is like hilarious. I'm laughing. I'm, you know. Well, was, that's, yeah, that's was, what we do. Well, um, so good well, yeah, to talk we'll to you. So good to meet you. Back. So well, that's Thank not you. until next year. Well, maybe. Well, we'll figure something out. We'll talk uh, offline after this. And, we'll talk. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna do awesome. a he recovers right next door. Good. Just for the no. fun of us, like a poker kind of recovery or something. <laughs> Get the world's best work. poker players. Um, <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, cool. Poker uh, in the front, liquor in the rear. Isn't that the? Oh my god! Canadian, you said that. You just said that. Whoa. All right. This is a family show. I'm going to have to get rid of my T-shirt that says that now. All right. Um, All right. I think it's way past your bedtime. It is. It's getting slap happy, Canada. 
<laughs> Thank you. All right. Good night, Annie. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. Good night. Bye. Bye. All right. We are going to Audi.